Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar, as always. Who's eating a Pop-Tart, so bear with him. And also with our friend, writer for Invisible Oranges, um, among other places, uh, Ivan Belchik. Yeah. Did I pronounce that correctly this time? Ivan, uh, but good Yvonne. enough. Crap. Okay. Anyway. That's all Curtis, right. What are we talking about today? We're talking about politics and, well, how do I want to frame this? We're talking about how to talk to people about politics civilly, I guess, as a musician. I guess is probably the right way of framing it. Um, because one of the things I notice is that a lot of people will talk politically on social media and just in a way to get into fights with people versus just to spread, just to share their own viewpoints or beliefs. And that's basically what I want to talk about today. I think that's pretty much what we all agreed on, correct? Uh, yeah. that, that, that would be part of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Sure. Well, tell me, tell me what you want to also discuss. Well, um, I think firstly, uh, so we're, we're saying how to talk about uh, political and social issues as a musician. So um, I, would, I would maybe want to recharacterize my own participation today less sure. so much as a music writer, more as a musician. Um, yeah, you're definitely coming at it from the music, musical aspect for sure. And I think, I, think that, uh, I think that it would also be helpful um, maybe that in, instead of reframing, instead of framing the discussion as, you know, politics, because w w as soon as you say politics, you, you sort of establish a baseline that there's this side and then there's that side and both sides have credibility and that they deserve platforms and they, they deserve engagement. And I think in terms of the metal scene uh, with the two, I guess, warring forces, you can say that we have, I think it might be better to reframe it as uh, whether you want metal to be an inclusive space or whether you want it to be an exclusive space. That's kind of how I see the divide. Yes and no. I think I, I had a conversation with someone about this recently. And this isn't really a music industry thing as much as it's like a, a nature of metal thing, which I'm, I'm very happy to talk about as a metal nerd. Um, you know, and I think this is something I've wrestled with a lot, you know, because I think that on the one hand, On the one hand, like, I didn't get into metal, like, play nice with other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, th I, yeah. think that's, I think that's ultimately sort of a psychological issue that a lot of people fall into, you know, is that I, I, think, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand what inclusiveness in metal means or looks like because they're only exposed to maybe more mm -hmm. extreme examples of that. And I don't know if that's really what i don't know that's really what inclusiveness looks like that makes well, sense I, I i i i see what you're saying and i think that uh i think we we can agree that ultimately metal metal is a force for good right like metal is a healing force um it is it is a cathartic instrument it has endless potential to benefit the people who consume it right Absolutely. um like anyone who's ever identified as a metalhead is uh, beyond familiar with uh, the empowerment and the validation that metal provides. Um, 
you know, like it's especially recently, it's the end of the year, everyone's posting their year end lists. There's countless of these articles that begin with some writer talking about how they always felt like a misfit. They always felt like an outsider. Then they discovered metal and, and then they experienced the sense of belonging. Like this is such a common narrative with uh, people who, uh, for whom metal is important in their lives. So sure. I think that uh, when, when somebody plants a flag and says, uh, you're not welcome here, you can't participate, like to me that is like the greatest act of cruelty that one metal fan can inflict on another because they've, they've already benefited from the healing that metal can provide and then they're gonna sure. turn around and deprive someone else access to this same exact outlet. Maybe that other person really needs it too. Sure, totally. And I think, um, I think that on some level, it's at least the way you're making it sound. And you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. But on some level, it's almost like there's a, um, it's almost like a, like a gatekeeping thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Wait, back up, Matt. Um, you broke up. You're saying Yvonne was talking about gatekeeping. Or you're saying you're talking about gatekeeping. I'm saying the way Yvonne makes it sound is it's sort of gatekeeping in a way. Oh, um, I didn't get that at all. But okay, go ahead. I mean, I don't know, but I, but and I feel like I feel like you're right. I think that exclude people from this thing that is by nature supposed to be for weird people. Well, I think okay. Here's here's how I kind of do. It. It's like nature is supposed to kind of be. Metal's supposed to kind of be for weird people by nature. Okay. You know, and I think that's, and I, I just, I think that anything that, that caters to extreme elements also just tends to bring on a lot of problematic dialogue. Like that's, I have this conversation with my roommate who's really into techno and techno has yeah. a lot of similar issues, you know? Techno has a ton of similar issues, yeah. Um, and I think I think when whenever you get a people uh, um, a population who, you know, like I think for most metal people, like you were saying, a lot of metal people are like, oh, I was a misfit. So metal becomes a part of their identity. Yeah, I think you know, which is really just a further indicator that the people who you know, just a further indicator of the like sheer fragility of racists in metal, which I think is kind of weirdly funny. Oh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't I think anyone a becomes a virulent racist because they're confident. Oh, yeah. It, they're compensating. That's obvious. Uh, am, I, am I making sense, essentially? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, so, so that's, that's kind of what I'm saying, where when, when you get somebody like that who uh, has benefited and experienced how metal can help you and help you to to and, and empower you to deal with your stress and your anger or your sadness or grief or whatever negative emotions you're feeling um when when you can when when you have uh enjoyed that and then when you let's say for example when you then go around and support a racist musician you're sending an implicit message to the targets of that musician's racism that metal is not a safe and welcoming place for them and i, I feel like that is very unfair and cruel i agree i agree with you um now one thing i want to point out i don't know how old you are yvonne but um, i'm 32 you know, back, back when I'm, I'm probably a lot older than how old are you 32 
30, yeah, I'm about 10 years, I'm almost 10 years older than you. Back when I first started listening to music, uh, metal music rather, um, it was a little bit slightly different in that the only way you could find the welcoming uh, nature of a lot of the metal of the metal community is if you lived in a big city, right? Because like, I mean, I grew up in a small town, you couldn't, uh-huh. you were you were basically the outsider, right? Yeah. And so um, I know for me, um, I never actually experienced any of the welcoming type of stuff until probably till I was in my 30s, and I lived in a major city. So I mean, I can see both viewpoints of what you guys are both saying. So it, I, it might be like an age thing. I'm not really sure because like the inclusiveness was always kind of like something you wanted, but it was like never there because you were always an outsider because of the fact that there was no other metalheads. You know what I mean? But but even on a personal level, when when you when you listen to metal and you use metal to help you process whatever was going on, like it helped you, right? Like it was a it was a yeah. good thing in your life. Yeah. So like, yeah. why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we want as many people as possible to? share that with us you should i'm just saying that i i'm not 100 percent convinced that that's always been the case is all i'm saying because like i agree with what you're saying um let me just think of how i'm trying to frame it it's more like it was still kind of like you would feel more welcome from the music but there was no sense of community you were still the outsider because of the fact no one else around you knew yeah the only way way to know about it back when I was a kid was through magazines. I mean, that was it. And then sometimes you'd see stuff on much music in Canada or MTV and United States. Other than that, it was like, there was no, you know, there's no internet, you don't know anybody, you know, there was no easy way of being, getting the inclusiveness. So I think from my perspective, I can kind of see both, both ends of it. It's kind of like, you know, keep the outsiders out, but then at the same time, how it's a good thing to welcome people. You know what I'm saying? I can see both you're still able to form that personal bond and like, but let's say that now you're somebody else. Let's say you're a young kid now and uh, you're feeling what young Curtis felt, you know, many years later. And, but, but uh, maybe a metal band comes along, but you've heard that, Oh, you know, metal metal is maybe not a place where I'm supposed to be around. Then even if you're not joining the larger physical community or online community you might still think twice about um bonding with with that music and uh i don't know i just to to deprive somebody of that like that just really you know i don't i think you know what i'm saying i do and i i I can see but i can like i said i can can totally see both sides of it just because i i grew up probably a little bit earlier than you but like because one thing that I know when I when I was when I was younger and I was growing up, I didn't want those other people knowing anything about metal and getting into it because I because you know you were the outsider. That was kind of the viewpoint I had. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was kind of like get the fuck. Like if I heard someone like I remember this one time uh, when I was growing up, I heard these uh, jocks listening to Life of Agony. Right. That basically turned me off Life of Agony for at least a few months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just cause it was like. I don't want anything to do with these people, right? I so think I, you see the, you see I, the I, same I, thing now when like some famous person wears a, a metal band shirt and then all the metal guys are like, oh my God, metal's a fashion statement. How dare they? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know, from my point of view, it's like whether or not, uh, I guess this is kind of unrelated, but just to, to uh, talk on this for a second, like if metal as a fashion statement, I feel like is okay 
and especially as a, a, a smaller uh, musician, like you can look at it from a, sel- a selfish point of view, like, oh, someone's going <laughs> to buy my thing. Maybe they like the way it looks fine. Yeah. But even if, if there's a, a person with a big platform mainstreaming uh, in extreme subculture, it's bringing in new fans, it's bringing in new blood, it's bringing in new points of view. I know a lot of people aren't going to like uh, that and, and view that as a positive thing. But for me, that's, that is excellent. It's like how D&D just blew up recently. Like the more the merrier. Come on in. I agree with you 100% on that. But my viewpoint also changed as I got older. At the same time, though, there's also um, a lot of people don't like it. Because, I mean, like, look, for example, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian both wore, like, those um, jackets that had all the patches or were they pants? I can't remember. Whatever it was. And people just lost their fucking shit. It was like, what the hell are these people doing with our thing? You know what I mean? So Yeah, I guess that you, can, you, can, you can totally see it from a, a cultural appropriation point of view, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's different ways of looking at it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, and I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's kind of like at a lot of the same people that do want more people into metal will then lose their shit if they see like Kim Kardashian wearing a municipal waist patch or whatever. Or, uh, yeah, but like, how do, how do you know she doesn't jam to that? Like, you don't know she her, right? Well, Mike, Kanye probably does if you listen to some of his shit. There's almost <laughs> no doubt in my mind he does, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're saying at the same time, right? Um, Matt, now I have a question for you. Now, just to clarify what you were saying, were, were you were you trying to say that you wanted to be a gatekeeper, or what what were you saying? Because you broke up there. No, no, I'm not trying to say I want to be a gatekeeper. Okay. I do think, like you were saying, Curtis, I think that there is a certain appeal to it just being this being. I think I think with metal being for the weird kid, I think I think that a lot of what we're a lot of the a lot of the racism. Um, Comes not just from like traditional, you know, like the normal, like the fact that there are big nationalist movements happening right now. Um, you it know, doesn't happen much in Canada, so I, I, I no, yeah, but I mean, like you know, like you like you're seeing a lot of far right movements rise up, and that's obviously tied in. But I think metal is especially yeah. susceptible because I think there's the desire to make it your thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I think that's where a lot of this comes from is like the insecurity of seeing someone you know because like if a normal person knows more about your thing than you do then where does that fucking leave you mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, but also at the same time i think there's a very I, I don't think i think a lot of times that the racist elements are given a larger platform than they deserve their small minority like i, I like i sincerely believe it's only one to two percent of the population I really don't believe that there's that many people that like, I mean, I really do believe that. I mean, anybody else can challenge me on that, but I really don't think there's, I really think that the most vocal people are the people that are getting the attention. And a lot of times that's what happens is when you kind of point it out, those, then those people then get a platform, which I don't think is good. Oh, the squeaky wheel always gets the grease, but I, I also, I also think it's important to always remember that it's not, it's not just racists who are a problem. Oh sure, sure. You know, I, I, it's easy to it's easy to always talk about the racist bands and 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 forget that like there's also a very prominent band right now selling out a reunion tour who has quite problematic issues with women, to put it generally. I don't know who we're talking about, but I'm talking about as Ellie dying. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, as Ellie dying. Okay. Um. So yeah. you know you have like. 
sexism is sexism is totally rampant. Uh, just yeah. Point point being, well, the racist uh, things always seem to get the big, most but attention. It's not for some it's reason. not the only thing. Yeah, I, the, I, I think maybe especially because it in with the whole you know sketchy black metal people kind of. I guess, but who listens to them? That's realm. I don't get a lot that. of, but like I don't know, dude. I see it a lot. I see it in yeah. comments. I see it in really? like tweets Absolutely. online. Like it's there might just be a few musicians, but there's a ton of fans for this stuff, and like that's a big, that's a big point that I wanted to talk about today, uh, which is where if musicians don't talk about social issues, you just leave the door wide open for that shit to proliferate. Oh, I agree with you. I'm just, I just, I'm just saying. I, I, I honestly. Maybe I'm just naive, but I mean, I, I think it's just a, such a small pop, part of the population that actually, like even for metal community, I mean, I, I've barely seen any NSBM bands, but I always hear people talking about them. The only way I hear, ever hear about them is when people call them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there was enough so, of them to have a, a festival all for themselves last year. Oh, where I don't, I'm not even aware about. See, I, I mean, of course, it was, in like, it was in like Ukraine, but oh. still it happened and, and they were there. It might be more of a problem in Europe too. I don't know because I mean, like up, up where I'm at, I mean, I don't see it. I mean, it could be an American and European thing. I don't know, or maybe I'm just naive. There's definitely yeah, like SPM. I mean, there's definitely like I don't think they. I don't think they'd identify as NSPM. They'd probably identify as. Uh, no, you you, you have to channel of, it. The far right shadow woods that goes on, and it's just you, like, have, to, you have to channel it through dog whistles. I think exactly. that's that's what you mean. Is that because, what it is? Yeah, no one can outwardly say we're an NSBM band, but you can say we're a militant band. Uh, we're a band that writes songs about a northern heritage. Like even like pagan is a red flag word, and it sucks because there are so many good bands writing songs with interesting folk themes and you have to like research the shit out of every single one that you might want to promote because like who knows maybe they hate everybody this is why i just don't generally deal with black metal bands <laughs> i mean this this is why i want to make black metal and and twist the narrative you know you know what kind of band i've actually seen to be the worst to be perfectly honest for content seems to be like the new metal and groove core band or groove metal bands honestly i've i've, I've seen more bullshit coming from those areas and probably anywhere else i don't i mean I've, i'm always surprised people are always talking about black metal and death metal having all, all these problem people but then i mean honestly those some of the worst bands i've seen to come out of those two genres i don't know how you guys like feel what about that. just like the new metal type stuff like from like there's a lot of misogyny and stuff like that um for sure metalcore um, of, of course, I'm blanking as soon as I say that, but I mean, <laughs> as soon as I get off the phone, I'm going to probably think about t uh, two dozen examples. But yeah, metalcore, uh, deathcore, you know, new metal, that type of stuff. They've, they've all, I don't know, I, I just, I never see anybody trying to go after those scenes, which I just always find strange, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird, man. It, it, that kind of, it reminds me of another thing I was thinking about, which is like just how uh, permissive I think metal seems to be especially when you compare it to like punk or hardcore who have successfully uh dealt with shitheads and well they're more political though keep in mind because metal has always been based on fantasy at least in the beginning and like horror and shit but punk was more always kind of like it was a rebellion against authority and the fucking I mean, government you, right? you, you could say that metal was too i mean you could say that black sabbath yeah. were co-opting like occultist tropes as a way to discuss larger themes and like in the 80s everyone's writing songs about nuclear war like it's 
its social yes. statement uh, I look at it more like might not be explicitly uh, as such. I, I look at it more like just like D and D and fucking you know go hail Satan. You know what I mean? I mean, there's different ways of looking at it, I guess. But anyways, I cut you off. Go ahead with what you're saying. Oh, so I was just gonna say with 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 metals permissiveness and just having so much further to go i mean look how far you have to go for people to actually uh cancel you today like uh it, it take it takes being a guy like uh you know like lost prophets or like jesse lacy or like eddie hermita they're gone and rightfully <laughs> so and then at the same time you've still got season of mist like printing new inquisition merch and that just seems pretty skewed where it's well, like how yes, why, you got to push it so far for people to to put a foot down good um, point but here's, about you here, here's my question riddle me this batman why is emperor still <laughs> so, so popular and so accepted by a lot of the people that will go after those bands uh, you could you could ask the same question about like behemoth or like varg and why magazines are so happy to put them all over their covers and say that their album is the best like it's clout man I, I just don't get it. Like Emperor seems to get like a big pass from almost everybody I see. But I mean, to be, be honest, they've, they've, they've probably actually been one of the worst black metal bands for, you know, anything. I mean, they were involved in church burnings. The one guy stabbed a gay man and, yeah. you know, got sent to prison. Uh, Mayhem, even the same thing, you know. I, I, but well, I think Var Varg now is sort of a, a joke, but he still definitely has his supporters. Well, I, I, I admit to listening to Burzum music. I, I do listen to Burzum music. Um, but I think Varg himself is a fucking joke and a half, for sure. percent. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of those type of guys, like, I, I've always, I don't know why, but I, I'm, if someone says that Burzum's awful, they don't like the music, I say that's not right. The music's great. He's a, he's a fucking idiot, though. You know? I mean, lots of people don't agree with listening to someone if they think someone's a, an asshole and a, all the rest of it. But, I mean, I, I, I do... Oh. I'm kind of there. So maybe that's something we could talk about because sure. I'm, I'm kind of there. And I think, uh, I, I do there think, in what form? uh, well, no platforming we could say. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely believe that this is valid and not only valid, but essential, but, um, Oh God, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I do think that there, there's one thing that a lot of people do where is if someone is revealed to be problematic, everyone will rush to dismiss that person's creative output. And yeah. that sometimes can feel a bit disingenuous. Like yeah. uh, we, we, we all can, can say, yes, Varg is a toxic person. 100%. We can also acknowledge that Burzum was an important black metal band. We don't have to like him. We don't have to buy his music, but... To, to be like, that sucks. It was never good. Come on. Exactly. Uh, well, here's the other thing, too, is like, look at today, Jimmy Page's birthday. Look at all the people that are attributing. I noticed that, too. That made me giggle. But, but he's got a, he had a 14-year-old sex slave. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's done it multiple times, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like one of the worst fucking music, like, for being a person. He is probably one of the worst people of all time to ever play popular music, yet nobody, to my knowledge, has ever been like let's get rid of all of our Led Zeppelin records you know what I mean I mean no, it's, it's, I don't think I don't think you would ever see that yeah well that's that's what I mean but yet you know you see what I'm saying right but then the thought of people but everybody else would be like deplatform this guy for doing this right so I just think it's a little bit hypocritical at times like Jimmy Page has never no one in my knowledge has ever gone after Jimmy Page which to me is just like Led Zeppelin yeah. classic band big influence I get it but 
still, I mean, even the Beatles, like with John Lennon, I mean, he beat his fucking wife. He, he sure did. Then he even said it in a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, okay. so, yeah, the deplatforming, I'm not sure I totally agree with from people, but. I, but I, I don't think you have to, like, by, by voting or by, by, by suggesting to deplatform one person, I don't think that necessarily saying, well, if you deplatform him, you have to deplatform all these other people. Like, like, okay, maybe, but that doesn't make the initial person's offenses any worse. And you can at least start with this guy. I guess. Yeah, and right? I, I, th- I, think, I think a lot of it depends on context, among other things. Well, true enough, but here's, here's something I don't get. Like, all these people that want to deplatform Ted Nugent, but not Jimmy Page. I mean, they're equal, in my opinion. Like, I mean, yes, know, and like, well, like Jimmy Page had the, Jimmy Page has been out of the public eye for, Jimmy Page is A, out of the public eye, and B, when he comes into the public eye, it's for the biggest cock tease in, into all of rock and roll history. That's true. He's not doing it for political means. You are you know, correct. You, you know what I mean? Like, 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 when, when he, like, the only time you hear from Jimmy Page is like, so I was practicing these Led Zeppelin songs the other day. That's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, He's not being controversial. You know, you're right on that. That is a good right, point. But Nugent, on the other hand, is still yeah, exactly. touring and, and stumping for Trump and, and shooting guns and, you know, whatever yeah. the hell he does. No, you're, you're right on that. I wasn't even thinking about that. But that is, that, that is true. But I look at guys like these guys plus Vince Neil, you know, with, who murdered, who, like, killed the guy. You know, nobody's talking about deep. But, think, but they're also not relevant. They're not relevant anymore. Like, who the fuck thinks about Vince Neil? I do. Okay. <laughs> But you're like Mr. Striper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Motley Crue. I think about these, these types of things. Shut. Um, if the Motley Crue reunion happened next week, everybody would be talking about it. Uh, uh, we, um, we're, we're running out of time with how the oh. thing works. So we get kicked off after like 40 minutes. So I just want to keep, I just want to keep us. Well, let's okay. just wrap up. Let's just yeah. wrap up. Um, well, one question I have for you, Yvonne. Yeah. Um, so... My um my Jewish roommate is very very into Burzum, okay. And uh, similar views as to what you said about deplatforming. We are talking about screen printing Burzum yarmulkes. What are your thoughts? I think that would be uh, pretty excellently subversive. I'm just trying to figure out if I would get sued or not. If I can figure out a way to not get well, sued. Are you, are you going to sell them? Because then he could sue you. If you're just making it, I don't, well, I mean, maybe an IP violation? I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because, like, I would really love to be the guy who sells birds from Yamakas. <laughs> well, see, then there's a thing. Like, if you're going to be profiting off the Burzum name, like, mm, not so great. Like, for yeah, Curtis's but- example, he likes Burzum. If he wants to listen to it at home and, like, pirate Varg's music, like, cool. But don't go around and tell everyone to download or listen to, to Burzum and, and send Varg all your money, right? Well, yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a difference between bootlegging something he explicitly stands against and doing, like, a bootleg Colophosum print. I, I think that would be quite clever. You know, like, yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Burzum Yamaka. Like, if, if you had to make one item of Burzum merch, like, that might be a good one to make. <laughs> like, I just think, like, if you can have a kiss yarmulke, I don't know. Um, you guys are crazy. That's all I got to say. Anyway, point being, what do you have to plug? Which one? Uh, well, uh, instead of plugging, I just wanted to make one, one more point uh, largely to 
the greater community, which is this. Um, everyone wants to say that metal is supposed to be dangerous and subversive, but targeting marginalized groups is not subversive. Punching down is not transgressive. If you want to be transgressive, if you want to be subversive, you need to punch up and, and strike at powerful figures. And that is the most dangerous thing you can do. I like that. Yeah. So awesome. that, that, that's my plug is don't punch down and, you know, instead check your idols when they need to be checked. Good way to put it. Thanks. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. All right. Thanks, guys. Are we done yet?